Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Before we dive in the podcast today, I just want to give you a heads up. My guest's internet connection was kind of unstable today, so there will be points during the interview where she cuts in and out. That being said, this is still a wonderful interview about dyslexia, how we can help those with dyslexia, and how we can be more inclusive in general. So please enjoy this episode, but just a heads up, there will be times when the audio is going to be spotty. Nonetheless, it's still going to be a fantastic episode. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in Studio Salt Lake City area, and we got a show for you today. Today, we're going to be talking a bit about something that more and more youth today face in some way, shape, or form. More and more children today are exhibiting learning disabilities, ADHD, ADD, and dyslexia. Um, It can be really difficult and feeling so different. And so today, I brought in an expert on the matter who's lived through it all with her child, Lynn Greenberg is a wife, mom, and grandma, and now retired attorney. She loves to cook, exercise, and read. During COVID, when many families were living together with an abundance of unscheduled free time, her and her son Jonathan, who has dyslexia, began to work on the concepts and ideas for Robbie the Dyslexic Taxi and the Airport Adventure, a book. As ideas developed, they became increasingly invested in the character, his story, and the impact the endeavor could have on others. And we are here with her today to talk about it. So welcome, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so yeah, much anytime. for having me. I know that dyslexia and learning disabilities used to be such a taboo thing, uh, but I feel like more and more kids are exhibiting you know, learning disabilities, dyslexia, and things like that. And more and more, they're trying to, you know, look out and see who other people might be that are struggling with that same thing. So they're not feeling so different. And so first off, tell us a bit about yourself. You know, how, what your experience has been, you know, raising your awesome son who happens to have dyslexia. So uh, John is my youngest of four and everyone has a different learning style, Um, but I could see from a very young age that John, John just was, you know, learning the way, uh, but you know, his age to, you know, he didn't want to like watch Sesame Street or see song, you know, as time went on, he could tell you every Thomas, but Thomas didn't start with the letter T. He just was differently. Mm-hmm. And People tried to say, you know, well, it's a boy and he's not smart. And I'm like, oh, I know that's not it. So I started investigating and um, I I was lucky enough, you know, school didn't want to deal with it. I was lucky enough to be able to find someone to, to test him. And sure enough, classic dyslexic, super smart, but he needed to learn how to read differently. Gotcha. And so as you guys, you know, went through it all and, and, and you, you, you navigated that. What were some of your biggest triumphs and trials as you were navigating that? How young was he when he finally got diagnosed? He was six. Okay. When he got so, diagnosed. so like kindergarten, um, first grade. And kindergarten. I had, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Um, I knew something was up when we had him diagnosed after kindergarten. Um, yeah. Uh, first grade inter, you know, between kindergarten and first grade, <laughs> excuse me. So it was, it was not easy. I didn't have any experience with it. I was just starting right. to learn about it. And, you know, also John is 24 and back then it was a little bit more taboo, oh, yeah. not discussed and, you know, hush hush. And, you know, which is a shame. And, you know, his teachers didn't really understand it. I had his first grade teacher said to me, I'm like, I don't get it. You know, like he can memorize the book. Why can't he read it? And I'm thinking, well, if the educators are having a tough time with it, then I'm going to have to do something a little Mm. different for him. And, uh, you know, after reading and investigating, uh, even the learning specialist at his school said, just not sure I have the tools mm. to help him. So we found we found a school um, called the Windward School, which is a bit of a drive from us, but only teaches kids with language-based learning uh, issues, mostly oh, wow. dyslexia. And so, yeah, we made a family decision because if, you know my older right. kids were going to be home, and I was going to have to drive him. And so we made a family decision. Ate a lot of peanut butter <laughs> and jelly because you know it's yep. private. <laughs> so. But we made we we made the decision, and in second grade he started at the school, and it was just a gift for him. So you know, it was a wonderful choice that we decided to make. And what and are some worked. of the things that are helpful for kids with dyslexia that most people with you know neuro norm children might not rec- realize or recognize? Oh, you know, it's definitely. Um, you know, sometimes uh, people will, will reverse letters or directions, but it's a little more than that. It's um, actually how people hear things. If someone with dyslexia hears, hears the letters a little and they've been able to do what they call functional uh-huh. MRIs, it's actually if, if a normal reader reads certain parts of their brains light up but with a dyslexic reader um those parts don't light up so yeah so they actually have to teach someone with dyslexia how to navigate around that to learn differently um yeah and at his school at the windward school that he was at for four years uh they use what's called the and they very much use all manner of um, teaching. They listen, they uh, use, you know, their motor skills, they, you know, like write in, in phone. they try to get a multi-sensory approach and it really is helpful um, for the kids to wow. learn that way. That way they, yeah, it's, it was amazing. Wow. And it so, was able to give him, you know, the, the support he needed so that he could have a really successful, great education and, you know, grow up and not feel like he's some disabled yes. kid, but, you know, very proficient, smart kid. Now, that being said, so time goes through, we, we hit COVID-19. Yes. Um, when did you guys get the idea to write this book, you know, Robbie, this dyslexic taxi in the airport adventure? So, um, John, when John was little, because he couldn't read at first, uh, he expressed himself through art and that's been his, that's even when he's been remediated and can read, he still is very artistic and likes to express himself that way. So 
he was at college as an art major. And then when he came home, it's pretty hard, hard to do right. art virtually. So he, he had a good amount of time on his hands. And um, I was also at the same time uh, reading on FaceTime to my grandchildren. And so yeah, I love to bake, but we decided we wanted to do more than just, you know, do the baking, whatever that people right. were doing. And we started talking about, you know, what would a children's book look like? And how could we reach people who didn't see themselves in books? Um, and we decided that's how Robbie, you know, Robbie started as a conversation. Wow. And then um, when did it like actually like fruition into reality? We we're like, we're writing a book. So we we thought, you know what, let's let's give it a shot. And uh, what would this character look like? Well, what would a car what would a car do um, if it was driving somewhere and couldn't read the signs? And so it started to grow, and we started to write the story and started to draw the pictures. And then when we were done, I have a good friend who's a book designer, and I sent her PDF. You think, and she's like, it's adorable. And uh, so she helped us put the book together. And from there, we decided, you know, I think it was easier. We decided to um, mm -hmm. self-publish it, which was a, a long right. process in itself. But we decided to do that. And the reception's been amazing. Um, you know, kids who have a learning issue who didn't see themselves or who are dyslexic parents who didn't, you know, know how to articulate it to a child who was dyslexic or to someone who isn't and wants to understand to teachers. And um, it's been such a gift. And we've decided to do a whole series now with uh, neurodivergent oh, wow. issues under the label, you know, under the label Creative Cab Company where Robbie oh. works. And so ADHD and different things. Yeah. So, so we're That's working on cool. book two. Now, why is this book so impactful? Why is this whole series going to be so impactful to other young readers who might struggle? I think that we don't see enough, um, you know, differences. Children don't see themselves necessarily right. in books, uh, especially at a young age. And I think, I think that's been uh, really important. We've done readings at schools. And uh, we went back to the school John went to, the Windward School, and the kids were, they treated him like a rock <laughs> star. It was amazing. And right, they were so happy. Can I have your autograph? They were so happy to see themselves. And then um, we, they asked what the next book would be. And we said, we're working on a book about ADHD. And oh, they're wow. like, yay. Because, you know, so many, so many neurodivergent issues sort of right. commingle. You know, you might have two things. And so a lot of, um, there was definitely a lot of conversation would look like. And then I actually had read to my uh, grandson's classroom and he was in first grade and um, kids were starting to learn to read and they were, what is dyslexia or Gosh, and you know, I I'm having trouble with my ABCs too, and it really brought a wonderful conversation. So I think that it just helps kids feel seen too. You know, when they when they when they feel so different, 100%. and then they they see something that looks like them, or that that behaves like them, and or that thinks and feels like them. 
Um, it really helps them feel seen and be like, oh yes. my gosh, yes, I'm not the only one that has this thing that thinks this way. Um, when when John was when John was little, he was made to mm, feel less mm, than. That's sad, and that really stuck with him. And it was very hard. Yeah, it was sad. And I did other kids too, as you say, feel seen and not feel alone and not feel less than. And so that's also why we thought about this book yeah. the way we did. So how does the adventures within the book help kids to embrace their strengths instead of being scared of their weaknesses? Um, so, you know, the taxi Robbie had, um, has a supportive group and usually he gets to go on the routes that he understands and remembers. One time when people needed different, and he was very, and couldn't, was like, well, what am I going to do? And I can't read the signs, but being the creative and smart, very smart uh, taxi, he devised a, a way of getting on this new route. And he got there successfully. And I think it's really important for for kids who feel different, who may be different. And I I think we very much don't don't like to use right. the word disability, just a difference. And um I think it shows how you can use your strengths to get out of a situation that you might find uncomfortable. And that's what Robbie did, and that's what we hope children and others get awesome and so as you you're going throughout this series are you are you guys planning on hitting on like all the different learning disabilities like adhd or whatever it might be yes that's our goal um in each book you know robbie will be there but he'll he'll meet other people and introduce them and the community at the creative cab company will be other cars and uh cars and trucks with different issues and it shows you know how people can get along and support That's each so cool. other and I, the, the i don't know the the dyslexia community specifically there's a lot more people that struggle with it than we think um and and what are what are some of the i don't yeah. know the little known facts about dyslexia that most people would be surprised to know Well, uh, dyslexia, I think many people uh, don't understand that people with dyslexia just need to learn to read differently. They they think that people with dyslexia aren't smart, and that's completely the opposite. They're usually highly intelligent. Um, people with dyslexia are, are very creative. Um, so many of John's friends from the school he went to have gone on to be engineers and musicians and uh, painters and artists of, of different types and many different kinds of jobs, but they just need they just need a leg up to learn how to read to, to get that start. Um, I think I think people think it's just like I said before, you know, oh, the A is backwards or the F is backwards. And, and yes, that might be true. It might be the way that is seen. But that's not the only re way that someone can be diagnosed with oh. dyslexia, and I think it's really, I think it's really important for for uh, parents and teachers to to really listen really, to yeah. their child. I think a lot of times, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, 
the children will give you verbal and nonverbal, you know, cues. They might be acting out at school or not yeah. want to go to school. And instead of just thinking, oh, this is like, you know, a right. problem child, why don't you maybe like think a little further? Why might they be having trouble? Why might that they act out or not want to go to school? And I think it's really important as a society, we definitely know more. But unfortunately, we don't know as much. And if we don't catch right. this, uh, you know, with more children, the percentage of people who are incarcerated is actually very high for people with dyslexia oh. because a lot of people are made to feel, you know, less than and can't read. And because they can't do well in school, they find other ways of supporting themselves. And it's a shame. And I think as a society, we have to be, we have to embrace more of of people and yeah. their differences. For John, it's his, it's his superpower. He's an amazing, empathetic person, an artist. And um, I think a difference should just, just yeah. be that, you know, not yeah. our differences are what, you know, make us us. And also, I mean, like what you Absolutely. said, it's a superpower. Um, you know, it, it can really play into be one of his biggest strengths too. I mean, any kid with any disability, a lot of kids who feel different, fear that difference. They think that that thing makes them a scarlet letter. It makes them, you know, the, 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 the germ or the disease or whatever it might be. They feel like that there's this untouchable gross thing when in reality, you know, it is that thing that is going to end up propelling them further than they can imagine if they're just taught to embrace it disabilities are some of the, you know, people with disabilities are some of the most able people that I know. So I think it's funny that we call it a disability yeah. because it is really an enabling ability really where it helps propel them further. I like that. Yeah. John is in grad school now for his art and uh, you know, it, it has, it, it is who he is. It is his superpower. And uh, it's, it's been a wonderful vehicle for him to to express himself so i think we need to support i think we need to support people in general but you know especially someone who's who's learning right, you know, right. differently it's not bad. i love it i love it so how can people see what you are up to shameless plug time let's hear it well um we are the creative cab company on social media um, we are the Creative Cab. We have a lovely website. Um, you can find out more about who we are from those places and from the website. You can buy the book um, on Amazon or if you go into uh, almost any bookstore, you can ask and they can order it for you. Uh, Robbie, the Dyslexic Taxi and the Airport Adventure. And um, we would love to hear from you. DM us, uh, go to the website and email us. Um, but there's there's information on that website, too, about dyslexia. And um, it's it's a resource for people, awesome. we hope. And all that will be in the podcast description. So please go check them out. They're doing wonderful things. And a link to the book itself will also be there so you can buy the book. It's a wonderful children's book talking about dyslexia in a way that children can understand. Um, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you'd like us to come to your church, community event, wherever it might be, just shoot us a DM or fill out the, the speaker request linked in the podcast description. Always remember, you are wonderful. You are worthy. You are worth it. 
Go home and give your kids an A-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.